The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Episode 126 of Fourth and John. We are talking the offseason. Obviously, as Eagle fans, we have to be, you know, we have to, you know, we can't be homers over here. We have to talk about the offseason and other teams and what they did. We're actually looking at who won the offseason um, this year in the NFC East. Um, you know, I'd like to say the Eagles. I'm just thinking out loud at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be a homer. We're going we're gonna to be. We're going, to, we're going to do this list, um, do our due diligence, go through each team. Uh, Evan, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Hey, I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about this. This is something that we've been talking about for a little bit. I feel like a lot of – there's a lot of talk whenever you hear listen to the radio, some podcasts as well. I feel like a lot of people tell you what they want you – what they think they want you to hear. And uh, I feel like we got to got to spread some truth today, Gail. I mean, we, we talked before the show, and you kind of like, you know, you, you hinted at some things in terms of the Cowboys. Obviously, you know, obviously, you know, to set the tone, like obviously the draft was a big part of the offseason. Um, and we're going to, you know, if we're going to start with a team that uh, we love to hate, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And a player that was uh, basically a big part of that draft night on the first round, uh, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lane was a big part of the Dallas Cowboys draft. Obviously, he was he was on the, the mind of a lot of Eagle fans during. The there was a, there was a lot of hurt Eagles fans that night, man. There was. I, I think uh, we had our hopes up high as you know C.D. Lamb dropped in our vicinity. Obviously, we we would love to move up. I, I don't think there was opportunity. Like I think they would have to give the farm, but. Um, the Cowboys got CeeDee Lamb. It is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. looking, look, looking at their draft class, uh, you know, you had CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, another yep. solid corner who who dropped into the uh, second round. Uh, Neville Gallimore, the Cowboys tried to, uh, you know, work on the interior of their uh, defense, defensive line. Reggie Robinson, uh, Tyler, I can't pronounce his last name, out of Wisconsin. Uh, getting uh, some linemen was was key. Bradley and I was another guy who uh, slipped in, in the draft. But um, you're you're kind of burying the lead here, Gail. Let, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Oh, I mean, when you add another ginger to the NFC East, I mean, now we got something to sweat about. I mean, I mean, they lost. It's almost like they lost one ginger, 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, the clapper. The clapper is gone. Um, but then they gained another quarterback in uh, Andy Dalton, yeah. who I think Andy Dalton is, is actually a solid depth piece to the um, to the Cowboys. Obviously, you know, Eagle fans will look at us and, and picking a quarterback, Jalen Hurts in the second round, and watching the Cowboys go and get Andy Dalton. They they might feel a certain way, but I, I feel like for, in the Cowboys sense, they got a, a piece to compete with. Uh, our man, not our man, but, uh, you know. You said it, man. <laughs> uh, Dak, Dak Prescott. You know, Dak Prescott, obviously, he, he's the franchise guy, right? Uh, he just he just signed his, his his franchise tag for, what, 31 mil? 31 mil, yeah. Um, probably he works that deal out. You know, it, it still could be in the works, but it's interesting. As, as Cowboy fans will say, how good Dak is compared to Carson Wentz. But yeah. who, got, who got the contract first? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like if, if Dak is your man, why has it t- taken so long to pay the man? You, you would think that they would be, they would be all over that. I mean, the Dallas Cowboy fans they 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 love hyping up their own players, man. Let's let's not be naive here. They love feeling like their team is a lot better than it actually is. However. Uh, getting back to what you said, um, I kind of feel like the Cowboys had a really strong offseason, man. If we uh, if we dive into that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually uh, I'm gonna actually bring up their uh, their roster right quick. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. You look at um, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. You, you talked about the number one thing uh, will be the head coach. Uh, you got Jason Garrett. That was long in the tooth for a long time. You bring in a veteran head coach, Mike McCarthy, who I'm not entirely sold on for this Dallas team, but no doubt is a veteran coach, uh, knows how to operate a, uh, a locker room. And on top of that, you look at all the different pieces that they've added. I mean, you said C.D. Lamb. Um, they they added Gerald McCoy. Um, you know, you look at HaHa Clinton Dix, Don Terry Poe. Another guy, Alden Smith. He hasn't been in the league since 2015. Uh, yeah. Has emerged back on the scene. I, I think uh, it's interesting that um, you know, it's it's you know, losing their head coach and then gaining a Mike McCarthy. For me, that's a win in the Cowboys book. Like, yeah, that's a net win. We we've been talking about the Cowboys in terms of like you know, always. I, I, like we, we felt like he was the puppet master. I mean, I mean, obviously, um, you know, he wasn't really calling the shots per se. But right. now we have a, a coach that probably uh, has a little bit more respect. I feel like the the locker room kind of got tired of his message moving, you know, moving down the, the line. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times? Can it, how many times going to do clap? Oh. <laughs> but I feel like when, uh, when nothing good is going on, and all he's doing is clapping. Yeah, but I, I think uh, you know Mike Mike McCarthy. I think he could set the tone for this offense. Um, you know, with the with the weapons that they have. I mean, you're, you're talking about Amari Cooper, um, uh, Ceedee Lamb, Zeke. Ceedee Lamb. You know, Zeke, uh, Michael Galloway. I mean, Michael Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. I think uh, those are some really good options for. Um, for Dak Prescott, um, yeah, you know they they 
shore up the middle a little bit with uh, Gerald McCoy, Dante, Dante Poe. Um, you know, they have, they have Tristan Hill there as well. Right. Um, they they lost a little bit of depth on the offensive yeah. line. I think losing Robert Quinn um, was a loss for them. Uh, they, they, who else did they lose? Um, they lost uh, Jason. Uh, Byron Jones. Uh, Byron Jones, Malik Collins, uh, Michael Bennett. So they did lose some pieces off that defensive front, gained some defensive pieces up the middle. But uh, Jason Witten was pretty, you know, he was, he was getting long in the tooth, ran the cop. Man, that, that was one that really blew me away. A guy that like Jason Witten, j- just looking like taking a step back and looking at the story of it. Like Jason Witten was a lifetime cowboy for the longest time. And then all of a sudden he uh, retires, goes into broadcasting and discovers he just he's hot garbage at that. So he's just going to jump back on the field uh, to avoid any anybody talk, talking bad about his broadcasting career. Jumps back on the Cowboys because they need help. You would think if the Cowboys are done with them that that would just be the end of his career. But, uh, yeah, it's a little bit surprising to see that he's going to be heading to Las Vegas. Maybe he's, uh, you know, look, look, he's, he's looking forward to hitting the strip maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, Puga's uh, in, in the comments here. You know, we, we up, do, have, do have live viewers at the moment. Uh, but uh, Puga says, is Dak Kirk Cousins 2.0? I, I think uh, – I think I, I think Dak has a little bit more um, of a skill set. He's a little bit more gutsier than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins can put up those stats, but I think Dak can come up big in, in big games sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think overall, you know, they're, they're, they're as, broken, as far as as far as contracts are concerned, he's going to end up getting overpaid. So in that sense, he is very similar to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but overall. Uh, we were, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys uh, prior to the show. And, and, and uh, what did you say? What did you what did, what did you say? Listen, man, listen. I, uh, me and you all day, we've been going through uh, all the NFC, all the should, NFC East teams. Should, Pat, what were you saying? Should we wait to the, to the end? To should say, we go through them all? Should we go through them all? I, th- I think let's, we should. Let's, let's, go, let's go through them all. Because I, if we, if we give it away now, uh, you know, it, I, I think that would be an, a disservice to uh right no I, I agree uh marcus walker from youtube says dak has a higher ceiling than kirk um oh got with, with a carson wentz avi asking this question who's better carson or Watts? i'm going carson wentz i'm, go, I'm going carson as well Car- carson's got the clutch gene in my eye no homework either um i mean moving right along uh let's go to the New York Giants, the New York, New York Giants. football Giants. Hold on, getting the screen up. Another, I think, I think that's another thing that we have to really acknowledge in this, um, in this division is the fact that the Eagles are the only one in this entire division that's moving forward with the head coach from the previous season. You look at the uh, New York Giants. We got Joe Judge heading in. Say uh, another Belichick coaching tree guy. Don't really know what to think of him, to be honest with you. He's kind of a guy that flew under the radar in uh, Belichick's uh, Belichick's regime, as far as far as I'm concerned. I, I didn't uh, know much about him. I am but, the judge, uh, the jury, and the executioner. We are for sure going to get to know him. He's got a better haircut than Ben McAdoo. I'll give him that. Well, I, I think uh, just having you know uh, a uh, Bill Belichick disciple in the house, uh, you know, he he brings a level of professionalism. I think uh, 
the Giants really need to come together as a team. Uh, you have a, a young quarterback, Daniel Jones. I think, uh, you know, Daniel Jones still looking goofy. Um, <laughs> you thought Eli Manning was you thought Eli Manning was goofy, and here comes Daniel Jones. Uh, no hate, no hate. But obviously, uh, Daniel Jones showed some flashes as a young mm-hmm. player. Um, you know, had his issues protecting the football. Um, shout out to Malcolm Jenkins for coming up with that fumble cover and Fletcher Cox uh, mm-hmm. going in on that. But I think uh, they're based around a, a solid run, running back and, and superstar uh, in, in Saquon Barkley. I mean, dude's lights out. Um, obviously, their their offense is based around him. Um, they they brought in um, Deion Lewis, uh, you know, yep. a guy that can give them something in the passing game. Yep. Scat yep. back, change of pace. Um, you know, then Jones has his weapons in Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, uh, and Sterling Shepard. Um, I think those are, you know, some solid weapons out there. Yep. Defensively, they, they brought back uh, Leonard Williams. Um, they gave us some draft picks for Leonard Williams. Um, so you knew that they, they had to bring him back. Um, yeah. The franchise tag. But um, Bradbury, um, a solid yeah. corner. That's a really big addition for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Gettleman, you know, he, he has some ties to uh, Bradbury. And then uh, Blake Martinez, uh, a solid linebacker. Yeah. Who can, you know, can solidify the middle of the field. I'm not going to say he's great in coverage, but he's can solidified um, them in the middle. Overall, how are you feeling about the Giants? Uh, the Giants, I, th- I feel like they really uh, shored up the offensive line position. That's what it seemed to me they really tackled in the NF uh, in the draft this year. However, I don't really feel like they have the uh, tools that necessarily can contribute to a really successful offense. I don't think that they have uh, outside of Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I mean. Darius Slayton might take a, a second step year two, but I don't think that he's going to be an elite type of uh, receiver, at least yet in his career. Um, I think that they're kind of looking beyond this year, the Giants. I think that they're they're kind of planning for the following year to kind of be their year to get stuff in gear. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the big thing for them, I mean, if we're going to – we have the – the Giants draft class, I think it was it was huge for them to get Andrew Thomas – out of Georgia, it was, uh, it was the fourth overall pick of the draft. I think it solidifies, uh, you know, the, their offensive line has had issues. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to, first of all, shout out to Giants Wire for the awesome graphic. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, they picked up Xavier McKinney. Uh, he's solid in the box. Um, they, they doubled down on um, Matt, Perd. Line, Matt Perd out of UConn. Darnay Holmes, a scrapper, cornerback that I wanted the Eagles to pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Overall, they they had a they had a, a, a solid draft. Um, yeah, but I think Andrew Thomas that was a home run for them. Mm-hmm. There there was a lot of late round guys for that. If you look at that, they ended up getting you know three linebackers in the seventh round. Um, you know, there, there's I feel like they ended up getting a lot of uh, position fill players, kind of depth players, but like no one that really jumps off the page at you. But if looking at their overall depth, I mean, you, you got you got Nate Shoulder. Um, I thought, I thought he was his, you know, he was overrated. Uh, he still hasn't lived up to that contract that he's gotten. Obviously Will Hernandez, uh, a decent piece, um, playing left guard. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, Spencer Pulley playing center. 
uh, Kevin Zeitler and then Andrew Thomas. I think yeah. you know you want to you want to protect uh, Daniel Jones, and, and I feel like yeah, that, yeah. that's what they did. You have an investment in a uh, young quarterback. That's exactly what you got to do. I mean, it's exactly the type of formula with any team that drafts a quarterback. We did it with Dillard, uh, you know, after Wentz. Every team's got to shore up that line once you get your franchise guy. Yeah, they brought in uh, Kyle Fackrell out of uh, Green Bay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they have, you know, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty stout up front with Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, and then uh, right. Leonard Williams. But overall, if you look at the whole defense as a whole, uh, still you're wondering what – they bring to the table as an overall defense. Um, a lot of young pieces, though. Yeah, yeah, they're de- they're definitely moving in a younger direction, which is similar in and the uh, type of approach the Eagles are taking. But I think the Eagles have more effective weapons within their roster. Why? Why always got to bring it back to the Eagles? We are an Eagles podcast. <laughs> um, I, I saw I saw an interesting question that popped up from uh, Bleeding Green Hive. Okay. Talking about uh, three quarterbacks within the division. Who's the best three years from now? Dak, Daniel Jones, or Dwayne Haskins? Three years from now, who's the best QB? Dak, Jones, or Haskins? Haskins hasn't shown me this stuff to be able to compete. Um, but like jo- Jones is kind of like iffy too. Um, I think the the safe answer would be Dak. Um, but th- there's potential for Daniel Jones to to ball out if they get some pieces around them. I'd, I'd go in that order. Um, I mean, in theory, like if you get hit the protection that they that they want for Jones, um, I could see Jones, you know, having a breakout. Because um, it, it, has Dak reached his ceiling? You yeah, know, I mean? know. Like, yeah. Is Jones' potential a little bit greater three years from now? If you're, if you're thinking that way, it could be, um, it could be Jones. Um, and, and don't count the Haskins out. I think uh, he's still young. Um, showed some flashes last season, mm-hmm. um, but, but you know, again, it's a it's a whole new, uh, whole new uh, court uh, head coach now. Let's let's see how they, uh, you know, how they go moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to our favorite team, the Washington uh, racial name. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy that they're flying under the radar with the. Uh, Everything that's going on, they kind of have been strangely quiet <laughs> during this time. What's up, what's up, Mark? Karate Mark in the, in, in the chat. It, it's hey, funny. No, we're, we're talking about Washington. Like, uh, we're not going to go on that. Like, it's just funny that they they, they continue to hold close yeah. that, that name. That name. And, and just on top of them, like, uh, I, I saw a couple weeks ago them putting out some uh, statements and how they don't stand for racism and just like, all right, kind of a little, little eye roll right there. And like people are people are like, "Yo, is this you?" <laughs> exactly. Is this you? Um, bring, bringing up um, Washington, the Washington Redskins. They uh, ended up adding Kendall Fuller. Um, you look at uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis from the Bears, Sean Davis. Well, Wesh Schweitzer. So, uh, Kendall Fuller to me is a uh, is a solid depth guy. I think, um, I think, I think no, he's a good he's a good piece, man. Uh, Kendall mm-hmm. Fuller, uh, you know, I think uh, I think I mean the big the big talking. You're talking Chase Young bringing in yeah. Chase Young through the draft. I mean, we'll go to their, their we'll go to their draft real quick. 
people are talking that arguably he's going to be the best player that uh, ends up emerging from this draft. And to think that that's going to be a force that's, uh, you know, we have to deal with twice a year. That's kind of makes you shudder a little bit. I mean, if you, I mean, you're looking at their, their, their roster, dude, um, the defensive line up front, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, and Chase Young, bro. I mean, that's. That's pretty beastly. Montez Sweat was another, you know, massively uh, regarded guy coming out I mean, last year. You got you got Kendall Fuller, uh, Fabian Moreau. Oh, I mean, you, yeah. You you look at Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young. Those are all first round picks as well. Yeah, uh, they, they they do have some of our, uh, you know, some of our garbage out there. Ronald Darby, shout out to uh, <laughs> uh, Toastman. Toastman. Um, but overall, I mean, defensively, I feel like they're they're pretty solid up front. They did. And Landon Collins as well. Yeah. Um, offensively, they got, you know, they had Brandon Sheriff to solidify that offensive line. Um, Morgan Moses, Jeremy Sprinkle. I mean, Jeremy Sprinkle at, at tight end. Um, let's see. They lost Trent Williams in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the big thing right there, losing Trent. Um, they traded Trent for a uh, fifth round pick and a 2021 third round pick. I, obviously, he left on bad terms. Um, they also lost Chris Thompson, Colt McCoy, Donald Penn, um, and one player that the that, that the, um, the the Wash at Washington had lost. I mean, do you know who he really lost? I mean, he's, he's very key. Gary, uh, very key to victory for the Washington uh, racial names. Lay it, lay it on me. Wendell Smallwood, bro. Oh, my goodness. Not Wendell. Yeah, they lost Jesus. Wendell. Oh, my Shout God. Shout out to Wendell, man. Old Navy. Um, holding it down, <laughs> you know what I mean? But overall, I mean, what do you, what do you, how are you feeling about how, how the uh, Washington did in the offseason? Honestly, I really do. Uh, I think that Washington is a team that is on the uptick. I think the entire division ultimately is, but I think Washington is a team that is really um, finally starting to move in the right direction. I feel like they're a team that like the rest of the NFC East has looked at for the past decade plus, and it's just kind of like been a team that's just been there. Kind of like a like a you could count on them being in the bottom half of the division every year. Uh, aside from the one year that they went crazy with RG three, but like it's a team that is just perennially. It's like it's like the Browns light is what we've had in our in our division for for a little bit now, and um, I think that adding Ron Rivera, I think adding you know that entire uh, beastly defensive line like that, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with that D line, and then you add the protection behind them uh, with their newly upgraded secondary. Like that defense could be legit this season. And McLaurin, as rookie, really put in work. You, you saw yeah. what he did all across the league, put in work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was scary Dwayne Harris, Terry. Dwayne, scary Terry. Yeah, scary Terry is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dwayne, he's going to be a solid weapon for Dwayne Haskins. Another uh, guy that that fell deeper in the draft, uh, Antonio uh, Gandy Golden. That was a guy that I really wanted the Eagles to get on uh, day three, maybe even the end of day two. And man, I would have just been all over the Eagles having him, but you know, he ended up falling to the Redskins and now we're gonna have to deal with him in the division. And then in the third round, uh, Antonio Gibson, who, you know, he's, he's a crossbreed wide receiver and running back. 
a solid player who I wanted the Eagles to draft. Um, really solid player. It was funny while we were watching the draft live stream, um, Antonio Antonio and Golden's ro- college roommate was in the in the draft chat with us. He was watching it wow. live with us, and like, what are the chances? And he's like, Yo, that that was my that's my roommate, dude. And he's like, I want us to draft him, and then he, he went off the board. Um, that's crazy. But uh, you know. But I, I thought overall, I thought I thought the, I thought Washington did a pretty decent job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then you know you, you look at you look at the Eagles um, off season with the addition of uh, Darius Slay. Uh, yeah, Jalen Rager on the other side of the ball. At least we have a head coach that's staying put. We're the we're the only team in the division that's uh, you know still still got our head coach from last season. Uh, but now to the point that kind of I've been getting at, um, you know, this entire episode. We, we can't, we can't, you're about to give up the answer right quick. Can we talk about the Eagles right quick? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. I mean, this guy was ready to give up the, uh, give up the, the goods, give up the goods early, man. But let's look at the draft. Uh, obviously Jalen Rager was a huge piece of the puzzle some it was it was torn amongst eagles nation in, in terms of uh who was the guy you know who's the guy at, at number 21 they got their their versatile speedster um around two shocked the nation football mm-hmm. nation drafting jalen hurts in the second round davion taylor um out of colorado uh, i really like that he's a overall prospect um i feel like he has a lot of uh upside there He's just got to get it put put it together. Kayvon Wallace, another fan favorite out of Clemson, um, could be a potential uh, you know you know solid player um, at safety. Move him around, maybe play him at linebacker. Jack Driscoll, another solid piece to add to the offensive line. John Hightower, vertical threat. Um, could he be a one trick pony, or could he give us more than that? John Bradley, a, 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 a solid boy for te- solid piece for depth. Um, can challenge at the linebacker position and groom him down the road. Quez Watkins, another vertical um, weapon. Uh, the, the Eagles did a lot of trading around in, in the back end of the draft, uh, but they mm-hmm. Prince take on a Hogo out of Auburn. Wanna another go. guy want to go. Uh, fell in the draft. I, I think some injuries had um, had to do with that. Casey Tuhill, another guy that they can develop um, mm-hmm. back in the roster. But, uh, you know, you talked about the, the man earlier, Darius Slay. Darry, having Darius Slay in the mix finally changes everything. A, a, finally, a guy who can cover um, the, uh, opposing teams, number one. Great things. Wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, even if you, you know, he locks down players on one side of the field, you can roll coverage to the other side, knowing that you have a player like this that could leave. On island, we we think about Jim Schwartz leaving guys on islands that mm-hmm. didn't need to be on islands. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Now you have yeah. a guy that could put, paging Ronald Darby <laughs> could be left on an island, and it, and it's and it's good. And he could lock down the whole side of the field. That's something that we haven't had in this defense for far too long. Uh, wow, we yo we got tons of questions in the comments. We will be getting to those questions um, throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get back to some of this, uh, you know. I, I think 
overall, just adding, um, you know, Darius Slay really helps the defense. And we're talking about defense, Javon Hargraves. Um, Dude's built like a Mack truck. Th- this guy really will set the tone for the middle of this defense alongside with Fletcher Cox. Um, uh-huh. I feel like I, I feel like the, the penetration that uh, we're going to get from these dudes. Um, yeah. Off the <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be intense. I think uh-huh. I think Eagle fans really have to. Uh, I mean, why? <laughs> I think uh, I think Eagle fans really have to think about you know teams double teaming Fletcher Cox, right? Yeah, we have, we have Hargraves. He has the ability to be one on one situations. If right. we get that from Javon uh, Hargraves, it's a win, man. We got two guys penetrating. <laughs> and then the whole middle hole was completely wide open. And then everyone forgets about Malik. Yeah, man. It's one of those things that, like, uh, it was a guy that flew under the radar last year just because of the early injury. So, I mean, in theory, you have a guy coming back, giving you giving you something. Um mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, it's there's there's some pieces that we brought in, and I think overall, yeah. over overall, I think uh, it's a solid team. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Brooks has mentioned that this is the best team. I mean, he he didn't get to finish, but he said this is the most talented <laughs> team that he's seen um, since he's got here. Yeah, this this is a team that I really think that is is just refreshing to see as far as. Um, I, I really had concerns after uh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl that they were kind of g- going to take the Phillies route that uh, everyone was afraid of or, or the Flyers or there's a, Philadelphia has this this sense of uh, we, we hang on to players for too long. And it was, I was glad to see this year it really started to seem like we were uh, heading in a younger direction, heading in a faster direction. So it, it's just like a, it's a refreshing type of roster to have a, a, a new generation of players come onto it. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna look for some kind of weaknesses, you look at the linebacker position. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, T.J. Edwards, who was an undrafted free agent. Now you're starting linebacker at the moment. Uh, Sean mm-hmm. Bradley, uh, you know, drafted in a Duke Riley of the draft. Uh, Duke Riley, another journeyman linebacker uh, we got last year. Uh, yeah, Jerry. And you, you hope that uh, Davian Taylor can step into that position and take over. But at that point, if Davian Taylor ends up going down, then, you know, it's just the, the journeyman is his depth. You know, Jatavius Brown um, brought over from the Chargers, uh, Alex Singleton. So, I mean, it's a really young core of uh, linebackers, guys with uh, versatile, um, you know, they're, they're pretty, there's some speedy guys on the back. Davion Taylor, Duke Riley, Jatavius Brown. Really fast players. Uh, yeah, you know uh, Gary, a converted safety who's playing linebacker. I mean, you know, like you, you don't. The thing that concerns you are those guys. Can they can they get eaten up in the run? Possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're very. You know, Duke Riley's an athletic linebacker. Davion Taylor was is all over the field. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I I still think if you're looking at this core group of guys, I think you can add some kind of veteran presence in this mix. Any other uh, positions that you're looking at that could use some some work on the back end here? 
Um, just uh, the, the other thing that like, I want to, I'm eager to see how the whole Jalen Mills move to safety really ends up going. Um, we kind of have a question mark there. I mean, you know, Rodney McLeod's a guy that's been there for, I'm not worried about Rodney McLeod, but as far as whether it's going to be, um, Kayvon Wallace or Jalen Mills as the, as the second safety, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see, I'm, I'm glad that there will be competition because I think competition will breed, you know, better play. But, um, you know, it, think, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. I think Jalen Mills is the – if I'm going to say question mark, I think he's been, a, de- a, I guess, a contributor. But I also feel like he's now in a, he's in a different position, which he played in college. Yeah. I think it's that's why he's the question mark. For uh, sure. Obviously, they brought him back. He does have his own swaggery. Yeah. He, I'm, you know, if you got the swag, that means you're like, it's like CB1 swag. He's like, he's got swag. Yeah. He's got a demeanor that I feel like feeds in the feeds off in, into the locker room. Um, so I, I feel like they like him. Um, you know, they also brought in, um, they brought out in Will Parks as well. Um, Nickel mm-hmm. Roby Coleman. So I, I think you got, you're getting some pieces in the back end of, uh, you know, I mean, you're getting some pieces to like uh, move in and out, bring in to co- compete. Uh, and you you ended up taking out uh, you ended up taking out Prime's boy too, didn't you? Oh, Nate Gary. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the, the, the great Nate Gary. I, I think I think I do have Nate Gary still in there now. Maybe I did take him out. I did take him out. Yeah. I mean, but we call him White Snake around here. That's it. That is his nickname across. That is his nickname in the locker room. So, interesting enough. Yeah, uh, Bra Gonet. You want to try pronouncing that? Bra Brigante. Brigante. Uh, he's he's also agreeing that the safety position uh, they got a lot to prove this year. I I agree. There's go. Let's say uh, one of the question marks heading into this year for sure. Um, Jannard Avery, I feel like is a guy that we we haven't been talking about enough. What's what's your thoughts on Jannard? Can he contribute this year? I think, you know, with the Eagles giving up, um, you know, it was a fourth round pick for him and not him, him not really having a role mm-hmm. last season. I think, I think they have a plan. This is what they, they, they said that they have a plan in place for John Avery. I'm hoping to see it. See if you think about, I mean, if you're looking at that, you know, the, the, the roster here, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's backing up Derek Barnett, Casey Toolhill is the next guy. Osman is the next guy. Um, Brandon Graham, Josh Webb. I feel like Josh Webb is going to give you something. Yeah. I still don't know what he brings to the table. I still feel like he needs to get stronger. I still, uh, I still have faith in Hassan Ridgeway as well. I feel like that's another guy that uh, is still developing well. Yeah, at D tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Hall got injured, uh, but he he did show something in, in preseason last year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. overall, I think uh, Gennard Avery. Ha- this is the year to put some on tape for us. Mm-hmm. What uh, about um, Calico State University? He wants to know between Mills, McLeod, Parks, and Wallace, do they keep everybody? Mills, McLeod, Wallace, and Parks. Hmm. For the season. Uh, I think they do. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think as far as depth is, is concerned, you have to. Wallace isn't going anywhere. Yeah, Cloud's um, not going anywhere. Cloud's not going anywhere. Mills is definitely a depth guy. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if anybody were to be moved from that group, it'd probably be Will Parks. Or, you know, like, but they, they're, they're high on him. Yeah. Um, and he's a Philly, he's a Philly local. That's true. I just thought, I just feel like when you have Mills on the roster, you have a backup corner and you have a, a you have a potential safety. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that's a vers- he's a versatile player that can, that can end up covering many positions, wearing many hats. And Brigante says we have to. Um, Jason Sparks from Facebook says, when lacking talented linebackers, what position would be able to compensate the lack of talent? Uh, safety, D line, similar to when you have a great D line, it can compensates for the lack of cornerback talent. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, everything that Malcolm Jenkins brought to the table in previous years is a testament to that. I think um, having a safety that can drop down to the linebacker position is is enormous thing to have on your team. I mean, you look at um, like a, a lot of uh, a, a large fraction of Malcolm Jenkins' snaps was actually played at linebacker. Um, so, like that, that's a guy that was just that. Yeah, to answer your question, I think safety would be the best um, compliment. To a lack of linebacker. Yeah, and, but I, I also think that having a, a talented D line mm-hmm. um, get to the quarterback fast enough. Like you don't have to worry about. Yeah. I mean, the, you're having Fletcher Cox and Hargraves in front of you as a linebacker. For you, that's a, that's a luxury. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have to worry about you know linemen rolling up on you when you have a guy like Fletcher Cox in front. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I, hand in hand, having a solid safety safety group and corners, you you know the Eagles do not value linebacker. Don't have to tell I mean, me twice, man. I mean, we, we we've seen that for the entire time that I've been alive. That's that's been the case. Yeah, I mean it's, it's so interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, at, at linebacker, are they going to bring yeah. back our boy Nigel Bradham? Yeah. I don't know. And another big name that's out there as well, still, Jamal yeah. Adams. Like I feel like I feel I feel like it's an opportunity to um, uh, Jamal Jamal Adams trade magically happens. Does Jay Mills go back to like I, we've said in our live stream? I said if your your parents, <laughs> if your parents were bringing you into the mall, they'd say you you pick up Jamal Adams, and they're like, "Do you got Jamal Adams money?" <laughs> because. You're thinking about Darius Slay getting paid, Fletcher got Cox getting paid, and a Jamal Adams getting paid. I mean, the Rams were able to swing something like that not too last year, weren't they? With Jayla Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald, and I think. I don't know, man. I don't know if we got Jamal Adams money. All right. Um. But I, I mean, we, I mean, we're, we're, I'm still interested to see where he ends up though, because that, that is a big time name that is still out and about. So I mean, a- after going, I mean, we, we, we went heavy into the Eagles, obviously, yeah. or Eagles podcast here. But right. um, you know, Evan, like I said, was talking about a certain team, how he was very uh, intrigued, and then the main question of this of this podcast was who won the off season. Um, um, who, man, won the, who won the off season in the NFC East? In the comments, we'd like to see what you have to say. I just want to say, I love you guys. I love you guys. I think the Cowboys won the off season, man. This guy. I said it. I said it. The Cowboys, in in my mind, man, they had 
just objectively looking at the roster, all the changes that they made, I think that they have a very explosive uh, wide receiver core. I mean, you could throw me under the bus all you want, Mr. Saunders. You said uh, before this show even started how um, electrifying this Cowboys wide receiver core. I feel disgusting. The things that are coming out of my mouth right now, it's actually making me gag. Um, but I'm being honest, and I feel like there's uh, a lot of shows in the Philadelphia area that would sit here and tell you that, oh, the Eagles, they did the best. and they just went, you, I'm not telling you what you just want to hear. I'm giving you my objective opinion. I think the Eagles had the second best offseason in the NFC East. <laughs> they did They did get high, high Clinton Dicks, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jason, Jason off the top rope with the uh, reminder. Yeah, I, yep. I, I thought um, I thought the Cowboys did a phenomenal job. They got some talented older pieces. I mean, older pieces. Yeah, Alden Alden Smith, Alden Smith pulling him out of the Tom Terry Pole, yep. Gerald McCoy, Gerald McCoy. Yeah. I, I think those guys are. I think they guys are a little bit longer in the tooth. Um, they mm-hmm. did. They did lose Travis uh, Feder, um, Frederick, yeah, Frederick, um, Byron Jones. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a huge loss. Um, I just I I really do feel like the Eagles did a, a great job bringing in some pieces to to compete, man. I, like Hargraves, he doesn't get talked about as enough. I feel yeah. like that kind of push up the middle is going to be huge for this offense, uh, for this defense. Like this, this, I think you know collapsing the pocket is so, so huge for this defense, and now you have a corner who could hold his own. I think those two pieces really solidify the defense. I think losing to Malcolm Jenkins hurts, but I think offensively gaining the weapons that we did. I mean, Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson in the same offense, if healthy, if uh, 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 Zach Kurtz and Dallas Goddard in the same – like. I hear what you're saying, but uh, I feel like you need to answer the question, Mr. Saunders. Who won the offseason in your eyes? No, I, I really do feel like the Eagles. Okay. That's, that's, uh, at least, at least, uh, maybe, maybe it'll just be Fourth and Gale next week. <laughs> if, if I'm uh, burned at the stake, no, no Homer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no Homer. Uh, I, I feel like uh, no, they, they did. I think they did. They did a solid job, but I think losing. If we're gonna add injuries, yeah. if you if you if you losing losing Brandon Brooks, losing Brandon Brooks, that's you know devastating. Is, is that part of the offseason? I would think so. Then you could you could say it might be a tie. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna add injury, I mean they they did yeah. lose they did lose Frederick as, as well. That, too. Is, that, that is such an unfortunate thing, too, man. Just like uh, for like a freak injury like that to happen to like it's it's one thing if it were ha- if it happened during um you know training or um if, during training camp or just during preseason but like to have him go down before like anything even starts like that's just a real kick yeah um yeah and Jason Sparks makes a good um comment he's upgrading the D-line adding Slay will put pressure on the QBs around the league mm-hmm. it's very 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 true um Marcus Walker from YouTube uh, he said, Ron's mindset and defensive mind makes me nervous about Washington. I think him, he, he did coach for the Eagles as well, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. 
Um, I feel like he brings a certain edge defensively to that group. Um, yeah. I, I believe that. I mean, I, I think they were just really, you know, they had, internally they had some things going on. Um, Kevin Trump from uh, YouTube, over under 1,500 all-purpose yards for Sanders, over mm-hmm. under eight tees for Sanders. And by the way, Kevin, that that this is Kevin's real name. um i i think i would take the over i might take the over for both uh i I think 800 yards rushing and it's it's gonna be close it'll be close to 1500 all-purpose yards but i'll I'll give them the nudge the nut the over on over under i'm gonna go over i I think i I think 800 yard i think 800 to a thousand yards rushing and uh you know 500 receiving yards. I think that's a possibility. Or slightly under 1,500. Um, TDs, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go over eight. Nine touchdowns on the season. I think I think, I think Miles, Sand, Miles Sanders has the opportunity to really just expand on what he did last season. I think you're, yeah. you're looking at a guy who really – I felt like he, he started to just get it. Like mm-hmm. in the beginning, beginning of the season, you had people, which was which was really weird. You had people like all over Eagles Nation saying, you know, he's hitting the wrong holes. He doesn't have it. Like, bro, it's like the first week, first week yeah. of the yeah. year. So I, I feel like uh, Miles Sanders has definitely gained some confidence from last season. I feel he'll build on that. Yeah, I think he has a skill set to really take it to the next level, and I think that Doug Peterson is good at recognizing the strengths in his players, and I think that he, you know, once he sees um, all of the different things that uh, Miles Sanders is capable of, I think he'll just continue to build the playbook around him as well. Yeah. Um, but overall, so we, we, we just so I get this right, you we had uh, you had Cowboys winning the offseason, I had Cowboys. And don't get it twisted. That doesn't mean I think the Cowboys win the division this year. I'm okay. simply saying from an improvement standpoint from last season, yeah. That's that's I got so the who do we have uh picking up the back end? Giants or Washington? Who is who did the worst out of all of them? Uh I would say the Giants. I, uh, yeah. I I like what the Redskins did with Ron Rivera, with adding Chase Young and Chase Young. I'm bolstering mean, up that defensive line. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can dig that. Um, you know, usually it, it's, you know, CBS Sports mm-hmm. put out their list of, um, you know, top top 10 coaches in the NFL. And mm-hmm. I, I work for Viacom, so Viacom CBS. So me ripping in CBS, that's not, that's not a good thing for me. <laughs> oh, but uh, looking at this list, obviously triggered some Eagle fans yeah. across, uh, you know, Eagles Nation. If you looked on Eagles Twitter, everyone's freaking out about like, how could you have Doug Peterson at number at nine? nine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play the. I'm going to bring up the clip for that. Um, this young man, young whippersnapper, Sean Wagner. Uh, he caught the wrath of the Eagles Nation, but I, I feel like when when people are surprised, I, 
like I I don't I don't get why they're there's when when they get ratioed they're like surprised like at their yeah at the at the fact that they got ratioed when they have a real blasphemous type of opinion like bro like I mean did you not like did you listen to the words that you said (laughs) do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth (laughs) got our man Sean Sean Wagner with uh. I'll just address the the Doug Peterson uh, criticism because, frankly, when this list was tweeted out, uh, you know, just an hour or so ago, Eagles fans are the ones that latched on. They're really the only group of fans right now that are really criticizing the list. And they're specifically pointing to Sean McVay being at number six, three spots ahead of Doug Peterson at number nine. And look, the reason I would say is I'm not in the reason Eagles fans are coming after me is they're saying, look, Doug Peterson beat the Patriots. Sounds sure. Sean McVay's team. Uh, did not play at all well in the Super Bowl, and they lost the game with her offense completely choking. And I'm not going to disagree that Doug Peterson's resume uh, is very spectacular, and he has the ring that Sean McVay came so, oh so close to getting. But I didn't want this list to turn into a list of the coaches with the most rings. I think there's more to, there's more nuance than just championships, and I think Sean McVay obviously has only been coaching for three years. He's going to have time to get that championship, and for all the criticism that McVay has gotten recently, he still has the highest winning percentage of any single coach on this. Oh he took a ton of flack uh, for going nine and seven in 2019. <laughs> Doug Peterson has gone nine and seven in back-to-back seasons. So I guess the reason why I have Doug Peterson at nine, obviously a great coach, and, and Sean McVay at number six, three spots ahead of him, is that I'm not trying to look at this through the lens of one or two games. I'm trying to take a more holistic approach and looking at their complete body of work. And I think Sean McVay has had more success in the regular season. A couple different paths go his way. Maybe he gets that Super Bowl ring um, in the years to come. So that's why I have McVay over Doug Peterson. Uh, to be fair, Sean, you could have put Doug Peterson at number one, the Philly faithful would have found something to take you to task for. They would have been in the mentions either way. Oh, hardy, har, har, har. You know well, what? <laughs> and it, it just that just to me smells of uh, a box score reader. He t- he talks about uh, the the different nuances than just winning a ring. That to me says that this guy just looked through all the box scores and didn't really put together the pieces as far as Doug Peterson was working with a completely decimated roster and was still able to get this team into the playoffs. That wasn't a regular nine and seven. That was, that, that was a ragtag team that was able to get into the playoffs. And Brigante says, how many times has Sean McFay beat Doug Peterson? And it's just like, obviously like in terms of like thinking about a, CBS Sports room, and if I'm running the room, I say, what can we do to uh, piss off Eagle fans? <laughs> they, like, they know that we react as well. I mean, that's that's not a secret. Like, Eagle fans are the ones that are going to come to these comments and blow-ish blow up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like they did a great job because now we here on a Eagles podcast are talking about young man's – uh, whack ass tweet. Um, uh, put him in the bathroom, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I just, I just think, like, I mean, let's let's go back to the list here. Mm-hmm. Bring up the list. I got it. Got it. I mean, let's 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 build build Belichick. Obviously, that, that's know. no no arguments there. I mean, I'm that real, guy, the resume speaks for itself. 
we're going to bring up his resume here. Bill Belichick, right? 273 wins, 126 losses. I mean, look, I mean, look at his six Super Bowls, nine appearances. I mean, that's 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 that's, that's, that's easy breezy. Mm-hmm. Bring the list up one more time, man. Yep. Andy Reid, Uncle Fat Andy Reid, our favorite uncle. I love Andy Reid. He finally got his Super Bowl, got the monkey off his back. Uh, Look at at his stats here. You know, he – That's a a great regular season winning percentage, first of all. He's had a hell of a career. Um, Finally got got his his, – were you happy for Andy Reid winning? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, I feel like that. And like, you know, people would be lying if they said that, like, if Andy had gotten that Super Bowl before Doug Peterson, there would be some bitterness there. But honestly, after the Eagles won that Super Bowl, that like the thoughts of Andy Reid and any sort of like bad blood that I that I had that was still existing within me, like that all went out the window. Like, as soon as the Eagles won that Super Bowl, I really, truly wish the best for Andy Reid. I'm so happy that he won that Super Bowl. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, now, now back to the list, my friend. John Harbaugh. Like so, so far we're 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 three for three. I, th- I think uh, you know Harbaugh. He's he's proven he's been proven with uh, multiple different quarterbacks now. I mean, you look at uh, he was able to put together a Super Bowl roster with Joe Flacco, and you know that whole era kind of pittered out. And then now he's got a new franchise guy, arguably one of the best, like arguably the best quarterback in the league right now, um, in Lamar Jackson. And um, yeah, I think that he has done a very good job at building a playbook around Lamar and just giving him the keys and letting him take over. Now, getting back to the list, uh, we have Mr. Bounty Gate himself. Yeah, Sean Payton. Uh, here's Sean Payton's stats here. You know, he's got a great regular season winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, postseason, 8 and 7, career 139, 84. Pretty solid career, and he's 1 and 0 in Super Bowl. Yep. Are we 4 for 4? We're okay with that? I'm fine with that. I, th- I think Sean Payton is a very good coach. Here's where it gets a little – the trickeration starts. <laughs> Go back to the list. We've got – this one made no sense to me whatsoever. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle, Kyle – I think I think Shanahan is the – you know, it's the uh, – it's the it's – the, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like he's the, he's the new up-and-comer. Yeah. Uh, he, he made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously – he had a solid defense. Um, well, what what is his coaching record though? What what kind of stats are we? Oh, hold on a second here. So so twenty three and twenty five. He's got a losing regular season record. Okay. Yep. Um, career record if you include the postseason, also a losing. <laughs> um, the Super Bowl that he played in didn't win it. Hey, hey, can you and tell me? Can you tell me what his career record was? His career record? Oh yeah, he's got twenty five wins and twenty six losses. Um, so, does that like does that blow off the page to you? Is that something that is just you know, you, you just can't believe it? Can you can you say it one more time? Twenty five and twenty six. That's <laughs> exactly how I feel. How does how? this man end up at on fifth at the list? I get it. I get he was on. He he put they, they went to the Super Bowl last year, but like let's be realistic about this. 
let's take a step back and look at what he's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm for potential. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's shown some. Great- I think he. I think he's one of the the next coaches to to emerge and and come up in this league. I think he's got potential. How about back to the list? Yeah. Another head scratcher. This is another one that uh, they they mentioned in the – that that young man mentioned in the uh, clip just talking about uh, a lot of Eagles fans were out there complaining that Sean McVay was at six while Doug was at nine. You know, you you look at – you look at Sean, he was uh, – he was. I feel like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are very similar in the fact that the league fell in love with them very quickly because they represented this new um, direction that the league was going in, this new flavor. And, um, I mean, everyone remembers the Super Bowl versus the Patriots. Uh, the yeah. score was 13-3. to I mean, man, they talked about, you know, one of the, the best offenses ever and uh, – Put up three I mean, points. Regular season, thirty-three and fifteen. He was talking about little little man's was talking about <laughs> his winning percentage in the regular season. Postseason, he's two and two. He's bad. He's, he's bad in five hundred. Career, thirty-five and seventeen. Zero oh, and one in the Super Bowl. Repeat. Hey, could, what did I say? Zero oh, and one in the Super. Zero oh, and one. Zero how, Super Bowls. How many points did he put up? How many touchdowns did he put up in the Super Bowl? His, his uh, that, that was uh, zero touchdowns, actually. Zero. One kick. Yeah. Zero touchdowns. Awesome. But, you know, he remembers that play from great, uh, great memory. December 13th, 1994. Yeah, he remembers Pol- that. Polk High versus uh, Santa Clara or something. <laughs> um, back to the list. Yes. Here's another one that is just another head scratcher, man. Like um, Mike Tomlin. Like, to me, that one was like, if you had said Mike Tomlin maybe six, seven years ago, I would agree with you. But that was my face when I saw Mike Tomlin on that list. Uh, Let's get to Mike Tomlin's stats. Regular season, 133 wins. It's impressive. It's impressive. Postseason, again, better than, uh, you know, Spike here, um, Sean McVay. (laughs) Uh, Career. 140. I mean, solid. He's one and one in the Super Bowl. I think man's man's needs more props. He needs to move up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a both of uh, McVay and um, Shanahan. Back to the list. Back to the list. Another guy who um, I think he does deserve to be on the list. Uh, the the gum chewer. Uh, I believe he's the oldest head coach in the league. Uh, currently, um, Pete Carroll. Yeah, he's uh, if, if I'm being if I'm uh, if all cards are out on the table, that guy is a uh, partial of the reason that got me into college football. I love that USC team that yeah. he, where he was head coach, Matt Liner, Reggie Bush. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always been a fan of Pete Carroll. Solid team. Um, Pete Carroll stats regular season 596, postseason 11 and 9. Mm-hmm. Um, solid, solid coach. In, in college, 83-19, NFL, and then, um, 99 losses, 1-1 one one in the Super Bowl. And he would have been 2-0 and oh if he would have just given Marshawn Lynch the ball. Yeah, And he'd also probably be higher on this list as well. And still, they got, man, Lil Mans has uh, Shanahan and McVay over these guys. I, I think um, – 
holistic his holistic approach is uh whack to me okay back to the list yes there he is mr dougie p finally at number nine had to wait a little while but oh i mean you say say that one more time dougie p yeah had to wait way too long uh i mean put respect on man's name i mean do won a Super Bowl uh, with his uh, quarterback going down. You know, he won it with a backup quarterback. Uh, Dougie P has, you know, showed his worth. Uh, he's had some injured teams. He put together a roster last year that was just a bunch of ragtag guys. Somehow won the division. Still, <laughs> look at look at look at look at Dougie P's record here. Uh, 38 and 26, 594 uh, winning percentage postseason. That's a great postseason. Uh, can you say that again? Yeah, postseason. That's four and two. Four and two in the postseason. Uh, career 42 and 28. And Evan, read out the last stat. Uh, that's my favorite one. One and O oh in the Super Bowl. Not to be confused with the reverse of that with uh, multiple coaches in front of I mean, at the end of the day, like, I, I really feel like the, you, you, you as a fan, we have to be, we, we, we have to be smarter. <laughs> we have to be smarter and not click in the bait. Yeah, we cannot click. We cannot. We have to recognize that. We can. We cannot click the bait. Like <laughs> I, I understand wholeheartedly that you will rep the brand. I saw that. I saw the video. I was like, I'm not going to quote tweet this. I'm telling you, it's Viacom CBS, CBS Sports, my the company that I work for. Yeah. I should be retweeting it. For Promoting the, that, yeah. For the brand. <laughs> but I did not retweet over it. I I, uh, I did one of those uh, subtweets. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I feel like it, it's almost like I know better than that. I work Absolutely. In, I Absolutely. Work, you didn't take the bait, man. I work in media. <laughs> um, I mean, let, let's look at some of these comments here. Yeah. Uh, Jason Sparks says, I really thought when Doug started to go for it on fourth down, it would change the way coaches thought about going for it, but it didn't. I think Dougie P actually did a he, – he, that, that Super Bowl run was all about fourth downs. Like he really – I mean, look at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Philly special. Yeah. The fourth down to Zach Ertz. Yeah. Um, there were so many damn plays that he was going for it ridiculously. I think the next year after that, he got it. It got a little. Not, a, not even just that game as well, but like you look at just the how we stomped out the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the, the flea flicker and just how man, I had never seen the link erupt like that before. Uh, let's see. Um, Sam, Sam, shout out to Sam. Uh, Sam Wagner says, Dougie takes way too much slander from national writers. I agree with that. From my LMAO, it's out of line. Um, Jason Sparks, we are always going to be mad after the fumble recovery during the open kickoff of Dallas, Dallas game. Like, um, Man, I still think about that. That, um, that was unbelievable. The top five all have Super Bowl rings. Uh, Marcus is talking about the list that we just mentioned. The top five all have Super Bowl rings. Kyle was an OC for his. It, it's just, it's just. I mean, like the, the dude in the in the video said, 
championships are he's not counting championships like for like yeah. not counting, like how do you as a head coach that's how you count right that's probably the reason why Andy Reid would be number two on the list Andy Reid got to so many damn NFC championship games uh it's Bra- Brigante uh, Brigante Hopefully mm-hmm. we're saying it right. I saw you pronounce it. I, I got to go back and see the pronunciation. He says Andy Reid gave all to his city. Yeah. Kansas City and Philadelphia. He, fe- he felt like the, he he felt like he watched the Eagles win a Super Bowl after watching that. Um, let's see here. What, what else we got here? No, I, I do think when you, when it comes down to like Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. Pete, Pete Carroll, uh, Rigante said, uh, you know, both are pro- proven winners. Now, I think they're solid coaches, man. And it, you think about the jobs they've done over the years to be in the league this long. Yeah. Do what they've done and to uh, to see even what um, Tomlin did last season with uh, a, a roster that was um, had tons of has had some injuries and they did a, they did a solid job. But I, mm-hmm. I it's, it's it's interesting to, to see. Um, that I think the media has the Eagle fans' numbers. I feel like yeah. we as a nation have to get it together. Yeah, well, I, I feel like we, like like you had mentioned, like we're kind of the target for writers, I feel like, nationally. They know that how to get under Eagles fans' skin, and they know that we love to protect our own. So if you can kind of rile up the Eagles fan base, that will definitely generate clicks for your, for your company. And do you want to know what um, Sean had to say about Eagle fans? I would love to. Um, if I can bring it up. Like, dude was getting heat. Like, I think um, – I think uh, – I guess – I mean, he's a younger dude. Um, you know, he's, he's got to expect the smoke. I mean, if you, if you don't want the smoke, then please – <laughs> Sean, he says, uh, let me blow that up for you. He said, Sean Wagner McGo says, Eagle fans doing a great job today. Proving their national reputation is totally unfair and misleading. What a pleasant group of people who definitely wouldn't ever dare boo Santa Claus. I mean, not only not, what not a only, snore fest. Not only did he try to dismiss us. But he also brought up Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, I that's, think those—that's lazy journalism, man. I'm sorry, but that's that's lazy. I think to, 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 go ahead. They're fighting words now. They are 100 fighting words. You it, it, that or the batteries or anything like when you're bringing up stuff that happened half a century ago and you're leaning on that as your as your point as to why we are the way that we are. Like you just that's lazy. Uh, Kevin Trump is a guilty charge, baited ass. Uh, <laughs> Ke- Kevin got he got baited. Um, uh, looking at the ch- looking at the chat, um, a couple more questions there. We'll knock out before we head head on out. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL fans, shout out to Evan Rivera from Facebook. NFL is trying to get fans to sign a COVID waiver to get them to uh, games. Just announced. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I think that that is probably something uh, that the NFL's legal team has told them is a good idea. Um, but I don't think that, like, for I, I don't know what that means for me as far as far as uh, as as attending. That, that, that seems kind of sketchy to me. I, I don't know what to feel about it. I feel like 
uh, it's going to be hard enough as is to get a ticket to these games because they're going to be have to open with limited capacity. And then, you know, you got to sign the waiver. If it, it feels like they are aware that this is a potentially uh, dangerous environment. Yeah. And, uh, I, think, I, think, I, th- I think they're kind of showing their hand at that. And I think you kind of just have to consider that if you have uh, underlying health issues or something like that. And not to make light of it, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's an unfortunate that, you know, people out here are dealing with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had friends, I've had a friend, I've had a friend who passed away from it and mm-hmm. had a coworker who passed away from it. It's, it's an, unfor- it's unfortunate. And it's like, it's, you're torn between your fandom of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is my lifestyle. This is part of what every, I, know. What I do every day to like, I take care of my, you know, elder, elder parents. So like, what do I do? Like, yeah, you're, exactly. You're really putting yourself in a situation if you uh, do go to these games, but NFL is very aware if they're going to ask you to sign a waiver, they know it's real deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Sparks, he says from Facebook, do you think after the draft in Philly and the way we handled ourselves during Super Bowl parade nationally, we earned some respect from pundits? I think so. I think that uh, we kind of that Super Bowl run and uh, everything that came of it, I think, kind of put us on the map in a good way. Uh, We've been in the cellar for so long as far as how other teams view us, how national pundits view us, how they write about us. And I feel like um, that like that was just the greatest run. And just remembering like all the little things like uh, the dune buggy being driven up the uh, the art museum steps. Um, the guy with the eagle mask riding on top of the uh, the car. That's like all the little things. It like it gave Philadelphia this identity of just such a a fun uh, celebrated town that like we we really haven't had. But that Philadelphia has represented for so long, but hasn't been put on display on a uh, on a national scale like that. So I think it was something that was really good to say. Yeah, shout out to our boy, uh, our boy Jagar, uh, who ran into the. Uh, oh, oh my God, that was so great! Yeah, yeah dude, uh, he he like he he got so much like press from that that the uh, Eagles sent him to London. Yeah, with yeah. his family. Um, he got he had, they did a story on him. The NFL did a story on him. Uh, probably like beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it was just a great ride overall. I think. It's just a. It was just amazing, right? I, that draft. I mean, we we're, were there. Were you? Were yeah. There? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we spent. Dude, we smelled like sour cheese. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were sitting here like hours. Yeah. Three days straight, like bro, bro it, was, it was bad. I, I I do think we brought the thunder and um. I, we, I, we got clout for sure. We, we represented right. Yeah. I still, I still think of that one, uh, that one photo of the guy with his. Uh, that, Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, the one photo of the. Uh, you, you remember all of the figures that were like the headless players, and mm-hmm. then they had the, the Cowboys one. Some some dude climbed up there and put his ass right in the face. Yeah, the yeah. it was it was fantastic. Uh, we got a question from Evan. He says, "You think the birds should sign Jadavian Clowney?" That's another one of those things that. Uh, you know, is our pockets deep enough? Oh, well, I would love to have him on the team. Is it uh, fiscally responsible? Yeah. Do we have Jadavian Clowney money? Or could they possibly finally get that Yannick deal? 
set. Yeah, that's been that's been something that really fell on the back burner. If you're getting a younger guy in a contract that's worthy of that, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, like Jaden, either, either one of those guys are are guys that you could build your D line around. But are you are you going to be able to pay a clown a year year in? I mean, yeah. With his injuries and stuff, I think Yannick could be a better option. But let's see. Jeffrey crosses, but the only thing the national media remembers is the guy eating horse poop. <laughs> I know. I know. I, did, I thought about it, and I didn't want to say it. Just because I know that's what uh, a lot of people think of. Yeah, let's see. What oh, we we still, this is still going on? Didn't realize. What, the questions? Okay. No, it's Hearn Appreciation Week. Dude. Didn't, re- didn't realize it was still happening. You're getting, you're getting a lot of love in here in the chat, man. <laughs> yeah, Brigante's got it right. That's what it comes down to is money, money, money. Um, you know, obviously having a guy like Yannick or Clowney on your team would be ideal. It would be so great to, to inject that into our line. But as far as when you got to weigh the, the financial um, element to that and whether awesome. or not. It's also like if you think about Yannick, you can probably sign him to a longer deal and rework that that cap. Yeah, you, you're bringing in you're bringing in Jadavion. It's like 15 mm-hmm. mil. But Jason Jason Sparks, he's still like this is something that I um, like. I don't think that players really consider this type of thing. I think if Jadavian Clowney were to somehow find a way on this roster, I don't think there would be bad blood between him and Carson. I think it uh, ultimately is just a football. It's football, man. That's how, that's how I look at it. Yeah, shout out to Willie from Melbourne. Um, he's, a, he's a big tailgater, well-traveled. If, if you don't know this man, you should link up with him. for Check a him out, yeah. Um, and it, it's it, it's interesting that this, you know, Willie, Willie popping up um, – all the fans that travel to come to see Eagles games, this mm-hmm. is like part of their yearly tradition. The yeah. fact that they can't come, they might not be able they to come. They can't make that pilgrimage, yeah. If they do come all the way over here and potentially have to sign a waiver, waiver and then potentially get COVID, talk about a vacation. You're not kidding, man. You're not kidding. And then, like, who knows if there's, like, some sort of uh, – if they want you to quarantine for a certain amount of time before you can even – you know, you might you might have to get uh, you might have to get to America two weeks early and then quarantine and then go to the game. Yeah, uh, Brigante makes a good point. Yeah, we got like twenty million this year, but we're in debt for the next two years. I think uh, we're gonna have to start paying those those bills, man. Yeah, credit card bills are building up. You don't want to you don't want to end up like the Saints, who like they're gonna be paying out the nose for Drew Brees. Oh, it's gonna be interesting when we start losing players. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's it's very important that we do continue to draft well. I think if the Eagles feel like Josh Wett could be potentially some something, this is the year. Um, yeah, you this really is the year. Yeah, they're just you see what Josh Wett is. Um, and that, this this is the other the other side of it. You don't end up picking up Clowney. He could end up going to a place in the division. And that, I mean, we talk about. You imagine if we're dealing with Chase Young and Jadavian Clowney twice a year. Or it'd be four times between the two teams. I mean, I'm telling you, man, that's it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting tidbit there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than that, I mean, uh, I think we're there's no more questions in the chat. Yeah, 
I think it's uh, we're, we're already over time here. Evan, how are you feeling? You have any last words for the viewers out there? Uh, just uh, thank you guys again for checking in. Uh, we really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, contributing a part of the conversation, uh, being a part of the show. Um, I really like this setup that we got going on, you guys engaging with us, and uh, I think it's really interactive, very good, and uh, looking forward to doing more of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, I think we did a, a solid job. I think I, I tried not to be such a homer. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't feel I was, uh, but Evan, I don't think you were either. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't. You, stayed, you stayed your case. Well, I did. Um, but I feel like, uh, down the road, we have some interesting content coming up down the road. Wanted to, uh, give a shout out to all the people that are going to be involved. A lot of the writers are going to be involved. A lot of contributors are going to be involved. Our next pro- project is called talk the roster where we break down at, mostly, uh, we're going to try and get every guy on the roster somehow, some way we're going to be, breaking down every single dude on this roster and looking at them as uh, as if we were our own GM. So it's going to be really interesting. You hear a lot of tidbits of information you don't don't know about some of the players on your own roster. Um, it should be some funny stuff in there as well, but also mm-hmm. some uh, some breakdowns of uh, players. Our first player up the bat will be um, Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz. Um, the number one ginger in the division. Yeah. Look uh, at you, Andy. Our favorite ginger in the NFC <laughs> Uh, but uh, we'll be dropping that soon. But uh, but we just wanted to say thank you for stopping by and joining in the Eagles chat. And we'll be doing this fairly soon. Take care. Right. Go birds. In fly Eagles. Fly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.